Hello everyone and welcome to another brilliant episode of the internet's only funny podcast, Freedom of Good Home. Mm-hmm. My name is Michael Hing and I'm joined <laughs> mm-hmm. as always by mm-hmm. a man who uh, this week went to a picnic that I wasn't invited to. It's Ben Jenkins. I think you were invited to that picnic in fairness. I think you could have come to that picnic if you wanted and it would have been very little. It would have been, yeah, it would have been weird because you definitely weren't invited. But like, yeah. I don't think anybody would have kicked you out of the park because nobody <laughs> I mean, they can't the kick park. me out of the park again. Of course well, exactly. they can't um, we were, we, that, I think you, it was a good thing you didn't come to that picnic because we were next to a lot of, um, and look, there's nothing actually wrong with this. Should we actually bring in our guests and then we can sure. kind of talk about this picnic? Well, the, well, the reason I didn't, um, go to the picnic yesterday, the main reason is because yesterday I had, um, breakfast with our guest and I was so exhausted uh-huh. by the, um, that sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine she was as well, because we had quite a... It was quite a long discussion we had. Uh, Danielle was saying that she just felt refreshed hanging out with a friend. (laughs) Anyway. Regular regular fucking energy vampire herself, Danielle Walker, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. Yeah, I just thought we had a nice time, Hing, but if if you want to say I I exhausted you, then that's fine. Danielle, um, imagine having a nice breakfast with someone and then that just wipes them out for the rest of the day. Oh. That's like Can't. their whole day ruined. Yeah, I, just, I didn't know it was that much of a hassle, Hing, to be honest. <laughs> this could not have gone more poorly. I'm so Hing sorry. used up all his fucking spoons on one breakfast. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, it was I, a long breakfast. Hing was It was late, a long breakfast. But, you know? Yeah. We hung out for like two hours and we were chatting. And so, that's you know, that's that enough. Long. That's We're going to hang out for, for around day. an hour. <laughs> Are you going to have to lie down after that? <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> um, Danielle, last time we spoke to you, you were in the midst yeah. of, um, I guess, busting an illegal plant ring, people who were um, uh, ripping off your grandmother <laughs> and your mother. Yes. Um, That's true. But since then, you've actually, you've actually moved states and you've moved home. And I was wondering if you've had any, uh, any cause to buy, swap, sell stuff or troll the Facebook groups as you've had to move states. Yeah, I did, I did sell a bunch of stuff um, on the internet uh, at, in Melbourne because we're moving to Sydney, including mostly furniture and some, um, like, we sold a TV and that sort of thing. And most people were normal, but we did have one, like, couple who came in to get the TV and they just sort of, like, didn't really talk. They were just... What are you... Like, they just sort of, like, nodded and then walked upstairs and got it and then, like, grunted and handed, like, the money. Do you think it was possible they didn't speak English... At all, or no? I mean, they were messaging me in English, and they seemed they seemed very Australian. I think it's just the maybe they were <laughs> from the country rude. where you don't use is, words. You just is grunt. there a chance that they thought you didn't speak English? <laughs> Absolutely not. I was like, "Hello, how are you going?" <laughs> the TV's upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> But Do you have any updates on your on busting your uh, that that illegal plant ring? Not really. I mean, it was legal. There's there was there's nothing illegal about it. Um, <laughs> I think I may have like over dramatized it in my mind. I think what I've probably done is actually conflated the stories of two of our Melbourne guests, mm. Danielle Walker and Michelle Brazier. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> thinking that Danielle was uh, being scammed out of a um, Pilates plant she was trying to get off <laughs> yeah, the internet exactly. from Adelaide. <laughs> yeah. 
But you're in Sydney now. You've moved up to Sydney. Welcome. It's humid right now, and I can only apologise for that. No, I love the humidity. I want it to be humid all the time if I can, because that's, uh, that's better for my plants. love the humidity? What is wrong with you? Who loves humidity? It's better humidity? for my plants. It's what great. Are you, a frog? Are you a frog, Danielle Walker? <laughs> yes, I Some am. Sort of I'm from far north Queensland. How dare you? I want, like, 80% humidity <laughs> at all times. <laughs> I was thinking the other day, and Ben, you can tell me if this is insane or not. Before you became a father, mm. did you sort of pick yeah. what finicky, weird father thing you would get obsessed with? Like, for example, um, you know how like some dads are always obsessed with the temperature of the air conditioner? You know what I mean? They're oh, like, yeah, Who's yeah, been yeah, flicking yeah. with that? I was thinking the other day, uh, I might become a humidity <laughs> dad, you know? Oh, okay. So what's humidity uh, dad do? Have you kids been boiling the kettle? Hmm? Who's leaving these buckets of water out all oh, around here? Who's oh, doing that? Sorry, you're not you're not you're not a dad who's obsessed with humidity in in nature, which is definitely a kind of dad. Mm. The kind of dad will be like, it's a dry heat today. Yes, dads love telling you if it's a dry or a wet heat. You're the kind of dad who's worried about like a kind of like within the house ecosystem yeah. humidity. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, ki- <laughs> the kids have been have been either running or like running, you didn't, running the you didn't demister put the or the humidifier fan on yeah, when exactly. you yeah when you had a shower. Yeah, exactly. That sort of thing. You've got to have the exhaust I fan on, otherwise we're going to get mold in between the tiles. Come on. I'm, all, that- I'm already that person, except I <laughs> I'm trying to keep the humidity up. I've got like one of those little things that's got a clock, a thermostat, and a humidity thing on it that tells me what the humidity is in the house. What's and it, if a, it drops below sixty, you've got a barometer. Yes. If it drops below 60, I'm popping the humidifier on. And sometimes if Jono puts the air conditioner on or something like that, then I will just boil things on the stove to raise it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think... Do you think you're going to get to a point where, like, because it sounds to me like Jono doesn't like humidity as much as you. No, he doesn't Does give it... a shit about the humidity, which is the whole issue. <laughs> I'm like, I'm well, I've got you... it over there. You can see it's bull- It's 59 right now. You know I need it above 60 to keep my plants Otherwise happy. Otherwise this bus explodes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a remake of Speed, but it's called Moist. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that would have sold as well? Do you think um do you think Keanu Reeves would have signed I, on to that? If if the if the thing was that if a room drops below sixty percent humidity, Dennis Hopper blows it up? Dunno. Can't say. Um, I think it would have been pretty good. Speaking of um, Keanu reckon, Reeves, yeah. um he mm. is uh the star of a new video game I've just started playing. Um Yep, Mario Legacy. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah, he's the he, he Mario. Plays Mario. There's nothing he um, uh-huh. yeah. There's nothing uh, he can't do. Um a Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. I think a lot of um, <laughs> people across the across the world are playing this game. Have you played this game yet, Ben? I'm waiting for it to work. Oh sure. <laughs> I'm I'm holding out until they release a version that works. Uh, not me. In in the in, in on that first um, that first uh, non working prototype. Um, Danielle, are you across this game? It's it's a long hyped uh, it's a long hyped game from a from a studio that makes good games. Yes, my boyfriend got it, and he's been uh-huh. waiting for it all all of the years since mm. it started. Uh-huh. But Hing told us about the dick thing yesterday at brunch, and I I keep on asking him <laughs> to make the dick thing happen, but he hasn't the, got the a dick, dick on his character. The the dick what? Oh, he, he's, he's not playing a, a character with a dick or... I just don't think don't he how... hasn't put... I don't know if you can choose to not have a dick or something in the game. I, or well, you something. can play a character without male genitalia. <laughs> that's that's the simplest way to do that. I'm assuming but... then he's done that because he didn't want to have the dick thing happen, <laughs> which I so think will Alice explain, I assume. Know, 
There's a there's a there's a very common problem in video games called clipping, where a surface that you shouldn't be able to go through part of a part of a part of a uh, a character or yeah. a, an object can go through that thing. So it, you, you'll see it in some games where like somebody's arm will be sticking out of a wall. And it used to happen a lot in Goldeneye with the mm. doors, mm. where somebody's face would just kind of appear through the door. <laughs> it's very very standard. Clipping has never really been a problem for clothes because your character hasn't had genitalia. It's just been a Ken doll down there. But one of the things that Cyberpunk 2077 has done for reasons pretty opaque is that when you're customizing your character, uh, where you give them different hair and different nose and all that, you can give them a different kind of dick. Uh, you can give them a big dick or a little dick. Yeah. You can do cut or uncut. So I guess for the game's engine... The dick is always there, if that makes sense. Like, w- in the background, even though there are clothes on, the dick is always there. So, then, therefore, the dick can clip out of pants, yeah. which seems to be happening more and more. Yeah, it just seems like um, you were just wandering through the, the streets of, um, I think it's called uh, Night City or Midnight City. Midnight City. Midnight City. Night City. And so your, uh, your dick yeah. will just be out of your pants. And um, it's, it's so upsetting. It's so upsetting. On every level. Has that it? happened to you, Michael? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's quite common. It's, really? It's not when you're playing in the first person mode, but in the cutscenes, when it sort of like cuts away and you see your character. Cut or it. uncut scenes, yeah. depending on <laughs> how you've customised. Um, but I've decided uh, I'm going to restart the game. And I'm, I'm one mm-hmm. thing I do with role-playing games, and I think I've... I'm not sure if I've told you about this, Ben, before, is because when you can... The, the whole point of this game is you can make the character, not the whole point, but one of the big things about this game, it's one of those games where you can make the character look like whatever you want. You can kind of really customise it to the hair colour and the eyes and whatever else. And I I really want to make my character look like one of my close personal friends and then play the game as them. Mm -hmm. That's a thing I love to do as mm-hmm. a, um, a mm. you know and and previously previously uh, a friend of ours from uni who's never been on the podcast I would play always as them but I've recently started uh-huh. branching out I played through Fallout as Dave Harmon once um, I've, 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 I feel like Tom Walker <laughs> would be an easy person to build yeah yeah he's- I don't I don't feel like he's many sliders off the kind of custom handsome thing that you just get yeah you know what i mean yeah i i was thinking because I, I i did say to i did say to my co-host my radio co-host lewis maybe i'll play as him and he's like what are you gonna make my dick mm-hmm. look like and i was like i want to make it like look like th- your real dick so please send me a photo of your penis and then he's like i'm not gonna do that um uh-huh, uh-huh. but I, I, I was thinking ben could if i played yeah, through as no you, no you don't want me to play through as I would, I would really, very much appreciate it if you did not do that. If I didn't, you don't want to <laughs> play. You don't want to. You don't want to be part of Midnight City, Ben. You don't want to be part of uh, the cyberpunk world. <laughs> what sort of horrible choices are you going to make my guy do? Well, I, well, well, look, we're not even. We're not, I haven't even made your guy yet, Ben. I'm just saying that if I did do that, how much would you pay me to give you uh-huh. not the tiniest dick uh-huh. available in the game? I would pay you zero dollars. <laughs> I would pay you. I would pay you no money to do that. Although, if you were streaming, because you'd be Twitch streaming, wouldn't yeah, you? So would everyone would be. see my tiny absolutely. little cyber chode. That's a problem. That's a problem. Okay, well, look, I think I'll get my management to talk to your management and we'll arrange a, ch- uh, a de-chodifying fee, I think they call it in the industry. <laughs> All right. Um, well, um, this is a podcast where we go through the week's classifieds and find the best and worst things to talk about. Ben, you want to kick us off with one? I do. Uh, I yesterday after the picnic that the the the, the blessedly hing free picnic, um, because because his breakfast with Danielle had just sapped him of the will to live. <laughs> uh, 
After that picnic, I came home and we decorated the Christmas tree with Moses for the first time. Like, it's not his first Christmas, but he was very much a baby or like a, a one-year-old last year, mm. uh, which is uh, just how that's just how time. Has he taken okay, Christmas I, well, um, your son? He well, he is. <laughs> I was trying to explain it to him. I was like, "It's Christmas, buddy. Like it's you know coming up. People are gonna like come round. We're gonna like have all the family round. You're gonna get presents." And he's such a, he, like, his grandmothers spoil him so much with presents <laughs> that he was genuinely like, in what way is this not just Thursday? <laughs> like, it's not, it's not special for him. <laughs> but he did like, he, he liked the tree. Um, he liked going to get the tree. He liked picking the tree. Uh, he very much enjoyed all aspects of the tree. Uh-huh. Uh, so it was, it was really nice and wholesome. And then I saw this ad uh, that was sent in to us by the blessed listener, Steve, thank you so much, Steve. Um, this is from New York's Buy, Swap and Sell. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this in the chat so you guys can see what it looks like. Yeah. Although I will say it looks basically as it sounds. Okay. Um, but it is this. Happiness is homemade. Unique baked beans ornament. Only one like this in glass, very heavy. Local pickup only. And what I'm looking at here is one of those uh, glass Christmas baubles uh-huh. uh, that you see. Uh, and it's just two thirds full of baked beans. It is. That's the whole ad. It is. I mean, that, yeah. Now, is that. Where, that's, where is it? Oh, I see. The uh, chat. If you, if you, yeah. So this is going to cost I you $10 if you'd like this, if you'd like to hang baked beans on your Christmas oh. tree. It's, it's <laughs> so upsetting say, to look at. It's so gross. Yeah, I would say I would I would say it is significantly uh, significantly less than ten dollars worth of beans. So you can't even like arbitrage this to just get heaps of beans. Yeah, because that's like one of those you know what I mean? two dollar ornament things where you just unscrew the top and then put and the baked beans look quite like similar size to the hole. So for everyone he would have had to sort of like smush it through Oh, individually. See, I thought, and this is just because, um, did you guys ever watch that Netflix show Blown Away? I think we spoke about this the on the podcast show? about a year ago. The glass blowing show, yeah. Wait, you because thought he I really blew in- gra- bla- yeah, glass around the baked beans? Well, hang on. I'm going to pull you up on two things here. First of all, <laughs> this horrible thing was made by a woman. So it's 2020. Uh, we can make horrible objects can- as well. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just asking you. I'm, I'm not calling you out. I'm calling you in, but do better. Um, I <laughs> uh, I did think that the the the, the artists behind this had blown uh, yeah had blown a thing and then filled it with baked beans for the challenge. And then something sealed it. Baked beans, yeah, and then sealed it up. Um, but now that, uh, Danielle, you've said that, that's what's definitely happened is that she's bought a shitty ornament that you're meant to fill with, like, glitter or some other bullshit and instead fed bean by bean by bean by bean uh, into there, which actually is kind of painstaking and I respect because the beans are clearly still intact. They haven't been smushed through. You know what I mean? Mm. I reckon this would be quite hard to do. The, yeah, I, so- I'm not saying this would be as hard as putting a ship in a bottle. <laughs> But I think it would be labor-intensive enough that I wouldn't feel that bad parting with $10. Well, actually, I, I think-, think that the issue there isn't that you would have to painstakingly feed in beans that were too big and smush them through the hole. It's actually pouring the beans onto a plate and separating out with your eyes 
the beans that were too mm-hmm. big from the beans that would fit. So you got to sort a whole well, can with of your beans. Eyes, As in, well, because you your eyes. What, are you going to well, measure the beans? You've got some fucking X. X Oh, I thought you meant you'd move them with your eyes, oh. like you've just got a really specific X-Man power. <laughs> no, sorry, I meant more like I'm not gonna get out I'm not gonna get out a ruler and measure these beans. Although maybe you would. Oh, you you get out little bean calipers. Sure, sure. Um <laughs> yeah. well the I, I guess the thing I'm most worried about with this scenario, and Danielle, I don't I don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever had experience with something like this, but it's when mm-hmm. there's something mm-hmm. rotting or gross, because these will rot. These will go off. There's no doubt about that. Well, Interestingly, she says they're best kept refrigerated in a later post down that when somebody's like, hang on, how do these not rot? She says it's best to keep them in the fridge, which I assume means like overnight. See, so when people come around, they look at the beans, they go, that's horrible. And then um, for the year I'd- in between Christmas, obviously. Well, I actually... <laughs> yeah, you don't put them in the attic. <laughs> well, You put them in the fridge. If you wanted to save them across think- the year, you'd have to put them in the freezer. But then I'd be worried that putting glass in the yeah. freezer can often lead to it shattering. And then you've just got to... A yeah. freezer full of broken glass and baked beans, you know? That's I mean, no one wants yeah. that. Also, I've I've like I've done arts and crafts and these bauble things are very flimsy in mm. terms of look, the little it, screw thing to go on top. Yeah. It that is not gonna hold on to this heavy sack of baked beans. So immediately it's gonna yeah. hang up on the tree for one hour, then it's gonna f- the the glass bit's Absolutely. gonna fall off and shatter baked beans and glass Absolutely. on the ground. I can testify to their flimsiness too, Danielle, if you need me to back you up on this. Thank you. This morning, I, do. I got up with Moses and he <laughs> he was taking the baubles off the tree and then like, like they were grenades, like pulling the tops off them <laughs> and then just throwing them aside and then grabbing more. And like, he's not strong, he's two. But, <laughs> and like, he, he could do that. Uh, uh, have you guys ever seen those... Um like an internet post or whatever, or an article about those old-timey fire extinguishers. So back no. in the day, um, before we had, like, I guess, running water or whatever, but people had a lot of fireplaces. No, we've had running water. No, 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 no. no? We've had running water probably since uh, we've had civilization. Well, I guess, like, uh, when people had like had to go to a well to get water, they didn't have taps or whatever, plumbing, maybe. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, we didn't invent a stream. No, we've yeah. had Mount Franklin since before the dawn of time. <laughs> but 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 back back in the day before we had taps and plumbing, people had fireplaces and they would still catch fire, obviously, and houses would catch fire and they needed ways to quickly put out fires. They would have these yeah. glass balls filled with like I think dust or water or something. <laughs> I don't know. And you'd just have to hurl <laughs> A grenade, a glass grenade full of extinguishing stuff at your fireplace to turn it off or to put it out. To turn it off? To p- what are you it, talking to put it, to put about? put it out or whatever, to extinguish the fire. Basically, before we every, had like- Every night? I'm, King, I'm sure they had a shovel and sand. Yeah, I think this was for emergencies. <laughs> this sounds I think it's crazy. Like- no, this was before sand. Sand was Have invented- Have you said blown ar- away? They blew- <laughs> <laughs> They filled it with sand. I refuse, sand I refuse to- Sand was invented in 1942 <laughs> by Albert Sand. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, look, like I've been here later enough. Um, Danielle, have the... you guys what? Have Have you guys put up your Christmas decorations yet, Danielle? You've You've moved. So, do yeah. You, do you have Do you have Did you bring decorations up from Melbourne? Are you someone who does decorations? I like decorating. Um, I guess that about yeah, you. you I've got to be honest. Vibe. I you love give it. up a lot of cheer and good tidings, and you also just before mentioned that you like craft and yes. that those things like Sherlock whirled around in my brain 
and then um, joined together and in front of my face it said, Danielle likes Christmas. <laughs> yes. And, yes. So I cracked like, the case. Like Sherlock, of course, the lady who likes craft. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'd have to be a genius. <laughs> um, yes, I bought – well, I, I didn't bring up – um, all the Christmas decorations. I bought some up, but I did get mm-hmm. some new baubles to hang up on, like one of my plants that's quite tall. Um, and then, are I've, you gonna? So I was gonna ask, are you gonna just appropriate one of your non-festive plants, or are you gonna go get a tree? I'm just gonna do it with a plant that I already have. Yeah. Uh, well, I've mm. already done I respect it. That. You know, first of December. I like that. Um, this has just like reminded your- me then of something that yeah. Danielle said to me yesterday. Um, which mm-hmm. she she said While you were was clawing she... your fucking eyes out to get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> As she told me this yesterday, and she said it like it was a normal, regular thing that people do, and I was baffled mm-hmm, by mm-hmm. this and kept thinking. I've been mm-hmm. thinking about it all day, all, all, all like yesterday I am and today. Fascinated to find out if you're in the wrong here, though. Yeah, I, okay. I have a suspicion you may be. So Danielle told me, and correct me if I, I get this wrong, Danielle. But Danielle told <laughs> yes. me that she goes to Bunnings and will look at like mm-hmm. like the, the hardware store, or whatever. And we'll find like shitty plants yeah. that are dying there, right? Mm-hmm. And then we'll say like, we'll ba- but backs herself as a green thumb enough to be able to bring them back to life. So then we'll haggle with the staff there and be like, I mean, that plant looks like it's on its last legs. Can I have it for two bucks? <laughs> Does it work, Danielle? Yeah, I'm they give this. it to you. Like if you find a fern or something that's all crisped up. And is like <laughs> because somebody's you know taken some matches to it or whatever. Yeah, that, then you just say, "Look, you're not going to sell this plant. I'll have it for the cheapest possible amount because I know what to do with it." And then they do. I imagine let, you're let saying you. this is you like as you're walking out of the store with it. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. I'll, I'll foster this one. <laughs> no, yeah, I've done it with a bunch of plants. I got a begonia now. It's big and pink it's beautiful now they it was basically dead in the store and the lady was like she tried to like de-haggle me and i was like what do you mean please it's dying and she was like actually it's going dormant and i was like this is not the type that goes dormant also it's going into their growth period okay calm down now oh give me God. this begonia she for three dollars when she saw you walk in she was like there's a rube and just tried to to to, to flim flam you. You've reversed yeah, bullshit. The budding stuff, Danielle. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not having it. I'm only buying the healthiest, biggest plant, or or the absolute deadest plant. There was a woman. I think there was a woman who, when we were in New York, um, used to go. I think I've spoken about this before, but used to go to all the kill shelters in like the the, oh. the pounds in Manhattan. And queens and get all the old cats because she knew that no one was going to adopt them. Mm. And so she'd get all these elderly cats and kind of find homes for them. That's what you're doing with plants. Yeah, except that occurred I, to you? I just keep them for me. <laughs> and I bring them and back. And also your, your thing seems quite mercenary. You're not doing it for the love of plants. You're doing it for your love of a bargain. I'm doing it for both. I do. I am, okay. a big, I am big on a bargain. Like I wouldn't do mm-hmm. it for a plant that I already have, you know? See, what surprises me about this story, Danielle, is that I was not aware that Bunning staff were empowered to haggle. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I you can't do it on a shovel. <laughs> that's that's a set price. But you can do it on 
on plants and things. You know, they're always at places they've got like, oh, this one's missing two screws and then it's got a sure, discounted sure. price. You can do that for plants too, you know. If it's if it doesn't look that crash hot, nobody's going to buy it. I'm is, taking it. Is there it. a yeah. sense, Danielle, in which you are kind of holding these plants hostage though? Be- well, not I, I, that's not the right word, but I mean like you're kind of mm-hmm. saying to the Bunnings people... Similar to the cat lady, you're sort of saying, well, if I don't take this home, this plant's going to die and that's going to be on your conscience. (laughs) Yeah, essentially, I am doing that. I also think that part of it is I'm probably not the – I probably don't look like the typical insane woman who would do this. So I sort of (laughs) look quite young. I think uh (laughs) – and, I think a crucial yeah. detail you've left out of this is while you're doing this, you're wearing a balaclava and waving a cloth. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> I mean that, that tends to let the negotiation really progress quite quickly. Um, Danielle, I've got do to go you to have a... Today. I'm oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I've got to go to Bunnings today and I'm really excited about the prospect of going to Bunnings. But we can go to Danielle's next thing because I don't really have anything interesting to say no, well, other than I'm going to buy a lot out, of fairy lights. You could try out Danielle's technique. You could, you could... What I think I'm going to do... What I think I'm going to do is I'm going to, because I just need some fairy lights, right? Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go and I'm going to... Break a few bulbs. Yeah. Break a few bulbs, Ask cover it in shit, and be like, this <laughs> is broken and covered in shit. Nobody's going to buy this. Give it to me for a couple of Two bucks. Two bucks, please? Two bucks? <laughs> Two bucks? Uh, I'll just have to remember the balaclava and Glock. Danielle Walker, do you have an ad that you want to share with us? Yes. Um, it's called Betrayed in brackets. My bed. And it says, I gave you four of the best years of my life. And what do you do? You betray me right in front of my back. You had nothing when I met you. No job, no money, no car. You were taking pub. Oh, this is spelt wrong. It says pubic transportation when I met you. But I think it means public. (laughs) I gave you rides everywhere, (laughs) but you never depreciated me. What is going on with the spelling here? Mm-hmm. You took me for for grammar. Uh, now you're back to nothing, back on pubic transportation. Oh, well. Okay, they meant it. Uh, you think they meant, they meant pubic? It, like, you think they meant pubic? Well, they either, they either don't know what L does when you add it to a word mm. or they think that that's what that is. Or maybe they're like Siri autocorrect. It's just like, well, this person has never written the word public before, but they have written the word pubic <laughs> once a day for the last 27 years. So maybe it's, they just thought they meant to say pubic. What is this selling? Can you get to the selling bit? Oh, well, like the good book says, another one rides the bus. Hey, hey. And then there's a dot point that says, do not contact me for unsolicited <laughs> services or offers. So no, I think it means... I don't know what it... Honestly, I've got no idea what the fuck's going on here. Um, so this has been um, sent in by Mitch. Thank you, Mitch. And it's taken from the San Antonio region. And it's in the it's in uh-huh. the rant and rave section of Craigslist. So it's not actually selling something. Uh-huh. It's just sort of... Just getting something off your chest. Yeah, someone just... And and I'm, I I wanted to look at this one. I wanted Danielle to read this one. I'm interested to see what's in it because I'm, I'm, I have no idea what it could be about. But I feel like there's a mystery in here we could unravel then. I, well, yeah. the thing, the thing, the thing that I, mm, I thought this person was talking about their bed for a while, mm. and I'll tell you why. Can you read it again? And I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you the things that I think pertain to a bed. 
Yeah, I think because it's at the start it says betrayed and then in brackets it says my bed. Okay. I reckon that might that have been. That is the first thing. That is the first <laughs> Sherlock clue. Now, now stay with me and read the next sentence. I gave you four of the best years of my life and what do okay. you do? And also four is spelled uh-huh. F-O-R. Mm. Okay. Four years, that means I had the bed for four years. Yeah. Okay. And what okay. do you do? You betray me. Uh-huh. That, right I in can't front of tie my that to back. A bed. In front of my back? When you sleep on a bed, your back is facing it? Yep. You had <laughs> nothing when I met you. No job, okay. no money, no car. <laughs> okay, so a bed if a bed in a shop doesn't have a job because nobody's bought it yet. Uh-huh. A bed in a shop doesn't have money because Beds don't have money. Yeah. A bed doesn't have a car. Yeah, but because ben, beds don't have cars. Yeah, but Ben. Yeah. yeah why yeah, would you be yeah, yelling? Yeah. At, why would you be yelling at? You're suggesting though that when this person mm-hmm, purchased mm-hmm. the bed, the bed mm-hmm. once it was brought home did have a job and money in a car. Well, the, the job was the job was to be a bed that someone can lie. Okay, and the money. What you imagine? What was the money, Ben? The money. This person seems paranoid. They seem distrustful of financial institutions. Uh huh. They strike me as the sort of person who would keep their money under their bed. Okay, sure, sure. That's the job. That's money. Does this bed have a car, Ben? Okay, that's more difficult. Oh, no, it's not. It's not at all. It's a race car bed. <laughs> <laughs> so this has been sent in by it's Kirk. It's a race car bed. I see. This has been posted by Kirk <laughs> in The Simpsons. Yep. <laughs> I mean, this person is just uh, insane, right? That's mystery solved. Sherlock's things whirling around my face. Crazy person. Yeah, I think it's. Right? I think it's a bad breakup. I think it's like, I think uh, maybe because my bed, the open brackets of my bed bit. That's mm-hmm. that's often a um, a location. Like where I lie. Yeah. So uh, they might have. I think they were meant to write like San Antonio, Texas, or whatever. But instead, they've written. My bed, because my that's bed. where they are writing this from, oh. I think. <laughs> They've gone too specific. Um, yeah, okay. so I think, it's, I, I, think, I, I, I think it's actually a... I reckon it's probably a bad breakup, you know? Um, and this person... Or... I think... No, actually. I think it's a boss getting angry at a former employee. Ah, oh, well, I mean, like, there are certain things that point to that, right? Yeah. Job, for example, the word job. I uh-huh, gave you rides uh-huh, everywhere. Uh-huh. Somebody who employed somebody to, like, a, a, a eccentric millionaire uh, who employed someone to be their bed. <laughs> like a person to just... This whole time, just lay we were trying floor. to give the bed a job that we should have been seeing that the bed was the job the whole the time. It was the job, exactly. <laughs> See, that's the act two twist in my, in my Sherlock thing. I'm brilliant at this. I'm brilliant at this. Do you guys think I'd make a good private detective? Danielle, I'll let you answer this one because my answer will um, be um, crushing. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say um, this is like uh, a Dunning-Kruger thing, maybe, you know? Um, okay. Where well, may- you don't know that I think... You don't know that I think I'd be a good detective. I'd be a great detective. I'd be yeah, you have stated multiple times you'd be <laughs> Sherlock Holmes, so I think we know exactly where your thoughts are on this issue. <laughs> Okay, let me ask you this, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. If you needed if you needed some detective work done and nothing like it's not like your loved one had gone missing cuz I wouldn't I wouldn't put my hand up for that necessarily. <laughs> if you needed like somebody tailed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um 
What is the least amount of money I could charge before you employ me? Well, what's the mo- you know what I mean? Like like zero dollars. So you're saying like, what how- kind of bargain would you have to give Danielle for you to be the for your bar- detective work to be the dying plant at Bunnings that she would invest in? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's say that you needed uh, somebody tailed, right? Let's say you needed somebody tailed and photographed, right? And I come to you, but a regular detective's going to charge you like five hundred bucks for that or something, right? Plus expenses, right? right? Okay. Plus expenses. Okay. Uh, I say, look, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I, I, I feel in my heart that I'll be very, very good at this, but I do have to admit this will be my first case. Will you employ me for sixty dollars a day plus treats? How does that sound? I'm gonna say no because you have shouted, "I am Sherlock Holmes" multiple times, and I feel like if you're at the front uh-huh. staking somebody's house, <laughs> you are gonna be the uh-huh. most. Like the least inconspicuous person, you'll be there, like with glasses on, with a newspaper up, with eye holes cut out, being like, "No, this okay, is well, that this is pretty, normal." That sounds pretty inconspicuous, actually, because <laughs> because you can't see me, Danielle, but I can see through the eye holes. And I think what you're actually missing there is that there's a photograph in the newspaper on the other side where my eye holes are, which is a picture of somebody, and I've cut out their eye holes, so you can't even see my eye holes because they think it's just the picture's eye hole. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I'm not trying to be patronising or mansplain here, but there's stuff that you might not be understanding about my detective methods that you're just chalking up because you're inexperienced in this. Wow. $60 a day plus treats. What type of treats are we talking? Well, I'm going to be staking Savage out, so I'm going to need some... <laughs> I'm, going to need a, I'm going to need a day's worth of, of treats if I'm going to be... Staking somebody out. And I can get those from so, the reject store. I'm in charge of those. I don't have to worry. I don't uh, have to go to like no, Coles and get so, you. No. I, I, they'll be uh, bought from Aldi. Will, These will be Aldi treats, Ben. Yeah. You'll be getting, you'll be getting flipper nooses and whatnot. I will submit to you an itemized bill with my treats in it, but I will be providing the treats. I don't want Aldi brand. Okay, but like, you can't just say fucking- treats because you could have a really expensive taste in treats. Sweeties, bonbons. Um... <laughs> Uh, bon mots, the, bon things mots. of that nature. Bon mots. <laughs> yeah, delightful words. If I have to buy you expensive nougat, this is a no-go. That shit is so expensive, okay? But the savings that you're getting on my day rate, you like, the, I, there's no nougat so expensive that I start costing as much as a regular qualified detective with a license. I bought my dad you know some fucking expensive, a tiny bit of expensive nougat to go in with his Christmas gift, and it was like... $13 for the smallest little he, cube. He hasn't he opened it yet. Did he tail anyone for you? No. Did he even know? That was, no. that was just... All he, he just supported oh. me my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> Danielle, can I... Uh, just, if I can interrupt here briefly, yeah. Danielle. I think something yes. in, mm-hmm. while you're doing this negotiation with Ben, which seems to... I think the mm-hmm. snag we've hit is treats, which is not a traditional place for a detective negotiation to snag. <laughs> Usually it's about safety or experience or a giant magnifying glass. Um, uh-huh. Something you probably need to know Hang about on. Ben, Daniel. What's, what's that snag? Yes. What? What's that snag? What? Giant, giant magnifying glass. Uh, is the snag, um, I'd love to hire you, but your magnifying glass is too big or too small. <laughs> yeah, and he's exactly. like, You're I like... get results this way, broad. <laughs> yeah. Um, Danielle, I think something you need to know about Ben is that mm-hmm. he... Mm-hmm grew up in a family that does this and he does this mm-hmm. as well he sleeps mm-hmm. with a bag 
of jelly beans mm-hmm. or gummy bears or trolley mix just next to his bed so that when he wakes up okay. in a cold sweat from a terrible nightmare, he can just grab <laughs> a handful of gummy worm- worms and then shovel them into his mouth okay. like a, um, you know, like a very unwell person. <laughs> Okay, now, regardless of how true that is, and I don't think we need to get into it, (laughs) what I do when I'm off the clock has nothing to do with the itemised treat budget that I would send you. I would not, if you... If you saw on your itemised... If you saw on your itemised budget nighttime gummy bears, you could go, hey, look, listen... I employed you from 8am to 4pm. Why are nighttime gummy bears on this? And I'd say, fair enough, I'll take it off. You got me. You know what I mean? (laughs) That would be within your power as the client. I just, like... So the issue is, I guess, is I don't eat any food when I wake up in the middle of the night. So how, if you're eating some food in the middle of the night, how much food are you eating during the day? Well, mate, da- Daniel, maybe that suggests, and this isn't true, but maybe that suggests that I eat less treats during the day because I'm eating so many at night. To me, it seems like I'll, you've got I'll- an insane addiction, like those people who wake up to have a cigarette. So to me, you're having like you're like a thirty packet a day kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, Ben, All as right. we're coming up well, to Christmas, Ben, I know that last year for Christmas, mm. uh, in our yeah. in our sort of uh, friend group, Secret Santa, my girlfriend Hum, yes, got you. Yes. I think it was about two kilos of lollies in a gla- big glass jar. Um, it was beautiful. It was in a big bell jar. No, no, not a bell jar, but in a beautiful, like the kind, like if you imagine Disney Main Street lolly shop, yeah. those big those big jars in the lolly shop. It was like that. And it was chock a block with with with, and I will say, real premium treats. Mm. This wasn't Aldi. This was were, these were real real, and it was interesting because she'd put, she hadn't mixed them in together. She'd poured them, so there were like stratas of treats. I felt like a little um a little sugar archaeologist digging okay. through various a candy ages. archaeologist. Oh <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> I got that, to the, and then I was like, oh yeah, that was mm. two kilos of lollies. How long did that last you, Ben? I don't think that's relevant to the discussion that we're having right now. Would you? Do you I think, think you would have finished? I that? think it is because if it was in a day, then like <laughs> that would be the time period I would be hiring you for. Do you know what? This negotiation's over, and you're never going to find out who stole the Maltese Falcon. Okay, you're never going to find <laughs> out. I'm sorry. Um, the Malteser Falcon. There you go. That's uh, that's a bit clever. Can I share one with you guys now? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> this was sent in by Monica Quirk. Thank you so much, Monica. I'll pop it in the chat. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's a uh, it's a I think it's been sent in to an advice column. Uh, so this is a question mm-hmm. that's been sent into a public advice column. Um, it reads, "Dear Prudence," which I think is the I think "Dear Prudence" is the I think it's from Slate. The Slate advice. Column. I think it's from Slate. Yeah. I think it's answered by Danny Lavery. Yeah. So so this is yes. the um, this is the advice this person wants. I had a professor last semester who I am really literally in love with. She's married with a kid Mm -hmm. and I think straight, so it's not something I would ever even attempt to act on. I'm fairly sure she knows I have a crush on her. It's not subtle, and my guess would be that she finds it flattering. (laughs) She offered to be my advisor. I I have uh, cartoon love hearts that go over my head whenever (laughs) I'm sitting there. Uh, Um, My heart pounds out of my chest like a big bass drum. Yeah. I think this... I think... Reading this, I think the person writing this is a is probably a woman, or at least not I'd a say man. She's def- def- definitely a woman. Because yeah. they're saying they're saying I'm worried that she's not that she's straight. So I think this person, yeah, yeah it's is, this. This is this being is written not by a not a man. Puzzle. This is this is very clear. <laughs> yeah, she just offered to be my advisor, and I was obviously ecstatic and, and said yes. 
The problem is, I have a couple of tattoos related to her. What? Jesus. One, one is a small word in her handwriting, which is really cute, distinctive handwriting, that I got sort of in the spirit of unrequited love, and because it was a positive affirmation she'd written on some of my work, and having her say something oh like God. that about something I wrote just meant a crazy amount to me. The other, a crazy amount, yeah. that's right. You've actually, you've nailed the quantity. The, 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 yeah. the other tattoo is a line from some of her published writing. I'd sent an artist friend of mine a list of poems and articles and essays and other things that meant a lot to me, including some of this professor's work, and asked her to turn it into a tattoo, which she did. My question is, do I need to make mm-hmm. sure to keep them covered whenever I know I'm going to be seeing her? They're on my foot and my yeah. ankle, so it's not super difficult to hide. Will she be creeped well, out no, and hate me if she sees them? So thank you, okay. Monica Quirk, for sending that in. Um, ben, Danielle, what do we think? Well, this person is insane. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like, is she, this, because this seems like she's in college as well when she says, like, professor or something, I like, college so, or yeah. uni yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, college, yeah. So it's not a 16-year-old, which no, is I, a big got issue tattoos, for I me imagine here. they're above the age of 18. I, I think that this is a, a sort of a... Oh, and if she's a supervisor, she's she's probably doing an honours or a PhD. Yeah, postcard. So, so this is probably a person in, in their mid-20s, I would think, at yeah. least. Yeah. Although I do know people who got tattoos at, like, 16. One being my boyfriend and one being my best friend who we went down to Airlie Beach and she didn't have her eye. She left her ID purposefully and walked in and got tattooed with a man with a scorpion around his eye and then he tattooed a a bird on her stomach. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Beautiful. Um, Oh, fuck. You should take that out because that's very identifying behavior and I'm going to get murdered now. (laughs) The scorpion around the eye. (laughs) Fuck. It it was a tarantula. Fuck. (laughs) Ben can do some bleeping um, over that. Some very relevant god. bleeping. Oh my god! Thank god. I'm not going to take it I out. I also said where I'm not he take was. It out. Oh my god! Do you know what? Do you know what? I'm not going to take it out. And if you suddenly go missing, maybe someone will hire me as a detective. Uh, maybe someone who believes <gasps> oh, in my well, skills. Oh well, I'm glad my will murder will bring you some <laughs> lollies. So, that'll be your first case, Ben. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm glad my murder will bring you some lollies. It's not a great sentence. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not a, it's, not a, it's not a great thing to have leveled at you, I'll be honest. Um, so this lady took so, a piece of paper with this lady's handwriting into a tattooist. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, the, first of all, they took, yeah. And then secondly, they gave a friend of theirs who's an artist a bunch of their writing. They turned that into a tattoo, which they, then they took that into either the same or a different tattoo artist. Um, which, I mean. Yeah. The uh, This is... This is this is abs- and and the fact that the fact that she is self aware enough to be like, is this going to be a problem? But not self aware enough to not do any of this is a really interesting level of self awareness. Mm. But then again, but then again, also the fact that she's asking, is this a problem? When the actual answer is like, well, you the the problem is that your brain doesn't work. But the in in real terms, the actual problem isn't one because it's on your fucking foot, and there's no way she's going to see it on your fucking foot. Like, mm. do you know what I mean? I. Yeah, but it it does suggest to me the fact that they're thinking about showing it off to the professor. Like, well, that's what I mean. Yeah, she's she's not asking. She's not asking. Should I cover it up? What she's actually asking is, should I show it to? Her? Exactly, exactly. That's what I mean. Because I yeah. think in this person's yeah. mind, they're thinking like, oh, this is the 
this is the airport scene in a romantic comedy. Do you know what I mean? This is mm. this is my chance. This is my gonna be my big play. I'll be at her. I'll be at her house. We'll be reading some Chaucer or some shit. You know. She'll ask me yeah. a question about it. I'll slyly drop the book and then go to pick it up next to my ankle. And what's that? Oh, a word tattooed on my foot in your handwriting, Professor? How did that oh get there? God. And then they start making out or whatever. I think that's that's the fantasy in this person's head. Was the, I don't know why I hate this so much. Was the, the writing and the handwriting, in my mind, that's surrounded by a heart. Was that said? Was that surrounded by a heart? Or is that no, just, I don't I've made that up? So. I think you've made that up. But it doesn't say it's not. Um, okay. Yeah, it does not. We can't rule that out. I mean, it kind of also depends on what the small word is. It says it's one small word in her handwriting, which is really cute, distinctive handwriting. Um, and I go, oh, you might think <laughs> it, I, they got it in the spirit of unrequited love. That might have meant why you thought there was a love heart around. Oh, okay. It. Yeah. Because, like, what what sort of word do you get? Because it was a, it was it was a word scrawled on the on the on the side of an essay. Mm. I imagine. And it's got to be a positive and word. Like, so it wasn't like, so like it wasn't like good. rethink this or like this argument <laughs> yeah. is like in, in, is specious or whatever. Yeah, but like, but like, yeah, good, excellent. Like, Underlined with an exclamation you... mark. Yeah. What? What? Oh God! Can, can you imagine being so fucking needy that you get essay feedback tattooed on you? Mm. I remember all the good essay feedback I got in uni, right? Because it meant a lot to me because I didn't get, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't always do very well at university. And so when I did, it felt great. So I actually remember a lot of it, but I don't have any of it tattooed on me. I don't think I ever did well enough to get feedback (laughs) that I remember as being overtly positive. I honestly can't think of a university (laughs) task I did. (laughs) And look, I went on to drop out, so obviously. But I can't think of a university task I did that got positive feedback in the 45 years I was at that place. Well, does playing theatre sports require? I mean, I certainly, a, a, I got a couple a, of five five fives. Obviously, Ben. I mean, well, it's funny. It's funny. Which, which you got tattooed on you? <laughs> yeah, I don't think there is a good. I, I t- tell you what, I think this person should be upfront about it because I think the supervisor should know that this person's going to murder, murder them, them with their skin. With their skin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that would be good information to have ahead of time. Have you got um, any tattoos, but- Danielle? No, I I think I just always think, oh, I, I remember when I wanted some when I was like 18 and then mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'll get it. And then I never did. And now I'm so glad because if not, I just have like an owl or babushka doll and some horrible lyrics <laughs> on my arm, you know. But can I ask, Danielle, if somebody commented, if somebody get, left a review of this podcast, that was glowing enough about your performance on this episode. Mm-hmm. Would you be tempted to get to, to get that positive affirmation potentially in their handwriting somewhere on your body? No, absolutely not. Would you be tempted <laughs> though, Danielle? What if Would it you was be from, tempted? What if it was from someone that you loved and respected? I don't know. I can't think of anyone you love and respect um, off the top of my what head, Danielle. Was, what, but is there what if someone it was from the lead singer of U two, Bono? Oh, no, I hate I hate that so much because it still plays on my phone. I still have not worked out how to delete that off my phone. <laughs> it's like five years later. It plays every time. I accidentally do a play. Well, that's that's like a tattoo for your phone, <laughs> audio-wise. Yeah, <laughs> so I know that I'd hate a tattoo after a certain period of time. If, okay, I, well, forget if Bono, you force I, me to I get just... a tattoo, I'd get it either on my underarm or in between mm-hmm. my butt cheeks so that nobody could uh-huh. see it. What? If you made me so get that positive. every time you took a shit... Your your excrement was. It would just say Bono's Danielle words. was funny on Hing and Ben's podcast. 
uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> right next to my arsehole. Well, I would encourage people, and this is not just a way of drumming up more reviews, but I would encourage people to try and write a review glowing enough, specifically of Danielle's walk, walk, Danielle Walker's performance on this podcast, to see if she won't be tempted, mm. perhaps one day, to get those words of affirmation on her body. Yeah. <laughs> Just, just give it a go. See if it works. Because you know what I mean? She talks a big game that she wouldn't do it. But I think you can melt that cold, cold heart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Danielle, this has been a, a blast having you on. And welcome to the city of Sydney. Uh, it's, it's great to have you. And I'm sorry that Michael was so rude about your lovely breakfast yesterday. No, I, had a, yeah, I know. I just thought we had a nice time. But, you know, yeah, it's good mean, to know he needed a nap after. I, I, and- I, I, I yeah. feel like th- this has really um, ruined my friendship with Danielle, and I just want <laughs> to reiterate so. that I I, I really uh-huh. did have a lovely time with you yesterday, Danielle. <laughs> I really yeah. did. Um, yeah. It's just that you know, none of us have been. Um, you just, it's just that you're a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> and I think hey, Danielle, you're sitting a bunch, look, Danielle. The sooner you realise that, the better your life is going to be. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you're gigging. You're gigging a lot. You were telling me before we hit record that you've just come up here and you're gigging everywhere. Yes. Uh, I'll probably put this out like today or tomorrow. So where can people find you after that? Um, I think I've got like probably the one, I think I'm headlining at Crips and Creeps or something this Friday on the 18th, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is uh, a gig that was accessible for, um, all people. Crips stands for cripples in that, um name so mm. uh-huh. um it and this said is there's a gonna be like a you've named danielle is it a gig no, 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 you i have started to have a freak out yesterday because um so there's there'll be like a sign language interpreter there but i i have had a massive freak out because i realized when they put up the photo that there's like um a description of the image that's used to promo the event and that there uh-huh. will be sure. potentially um some blind people there as well and mm-hmm. i i have only just realized that i do a lot of visual comedy with images and nobody has mentioned this to me. And so I'm like, oh, fuck, I need to work out how. I'm g-. But come to that gig. I'm sure it'll be great and I'll work out how to explain all my images. Yeah, you know, I'll be like, able to, yeah. I mean, one, the funniest picture ta- in your set, from, from one, one of the many funny pictures in your set, I should say, is I think a, um, a drawing of a penis you have that goes round and round and round in a circle. Um, yeah, is that big, real big if sausage. I imagine that? Is that real? It's it's well, it's a sausage. Well, it's like a Toulouse sausage, and it's to, right. uh-huh. and then it goes into fingers that are all curly. But um, yeah. I'll explain well, see, the bit at the gig. You, you see, just you describing it, I'm not laughing, but I can I can appreciate that it's funny. So maybe you just do that. Yeah, I will. I will. The setup will help and stuff. Also, hopefully Daniel, for I feel sure, like I really sure, crush sure. that explanation. So if you want someone to sit on the side of the stage and do obtuse explanations of your very nice drawings, I can do that. I can be like, actually, this I, one, I might like take you. Wrapping around itself, I think. I think Danielle drew this in one yeah. of her low points. I can just give an emotional backstory <laughs> yeah. as well to it. To be honest, I've, I was uh, I was on my phone, so I don't know. But you know, you get it, um, guys. I gotta go cook some lunch for my boy. Fair enough. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna scoot off. But uh, it was it was so nice seeing you you both, mm-hmm. uh, albeit in cyberspace. Um, and Danielle, please come back soon. And still, and until next time. Bye. 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 If you like pina colada.